We're changing the topic. Shut Here. up. Shut up and sit down. Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Here is another Chinese proverb for you. A crisis is an opportunity riding in dangerous wind. If life is crazy upside down for you, make sure you always look for that opportunity. It's there somewhere. Welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and I'm here with Lance friggin' Hepler. Lance friggin' Hepler. Woo! Welcome to day five. Tour talk. Tour talk. Tour <laughs> talk. <laughs> uh, Matt's gone playing family stuff at water parks. and He's in Idaho partying it up with his family. Evan's fixing broken people. Evan has a job. Jobby job. <laughs> what? <laughs> so stepping in, good friend to the podcast and good friend to all of us here, uh, Mr. Scott Troutman. How you doing, Scott? I'm all right. How are you guys? Good. Welcome back, sir. Terrible. I was the eighth guy you called. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go, no, had to go pretty true. far down the list before we landed on Scott Troutman. Oh. Actually, guy number one. You were the only yes. person we asked. I Scott. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how you boys enjoying the tour? Dude, it has been fun to watch. It's been a blast. It has been fun to watch. We are through day five. We are recording this on, what day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday morning, day. July 5th. It's the morning. We've already watched day five, all of us. Stage yep. five, yep. And so, so that's where that's where we're at at the moment. So this week, the podcast isn't going to be your normal forecast. Forecast. Your normal podcast. It's not going to be the normal format. Horse the kid? word I would. Ooh, come on now. <laughs> Sorry. This is a kitty show. <laughs> kitty tour talk. No, I'm just uh, so we're not going to do the normal podcast. We're going to talk about all things the tour. So uh, don't tune out because we will have some funny little anecdotes, little quips, some things that maybe will get you excited to watch that if you are not into the uh, Le Tour de France. Mm-hmm. All right. But uh, got some questions for you guys, and I'm sure you guys got some things that you want to talk about as well. First and foremost, um, I want to thank everybody who jumped in our fantasy league. I think this is the biggest fantasy league that we've had to date. Um, not huge by any means at all, but I think there's 18 people in there. There's one person, I don't know who it is. We're still trying to figure out who said person is that joined the league that all of a sudden showed up on stage four and did really well, got the best we points for the day. We don't know where he came but from. But they also yeah. somehow, some way managed to get like 
3,000 points and put themselves in first place. So there, um, are, there are 18 people in uh, the league. Two forgot to actually pick their teams Correct. or didn't pick complete teams before it started. Yep. So there's 16 active, active people so, in there at the moment. And having Jake fun is with sitting that. in second place at well, the moment. I, th- I think uh, based on how this is going to work, um, we've actually already talked to the league because the person that's in first place right now because they joined the league late. Um, somehow got points for the first three stages that they weren't a part of our league. So either those points are going to get nullified or they might just be yanked from the league altogether. I don't know how they're going to handle that. We asked them just to remove the points for the first three days, but that's neither here nor there. You I mean, kind of sound like a sore loser. A little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Okay. We just got to figure out what SMS we don't know. For. We don't know who that is. Some man so far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whoever you are, maybe you can come out and let us know if we know you or if you're uh, a friend of the podcast. But I'm okay. in fourth at the moment. Jake's in second. Where are you sitting, Scott? I am. I am right there at fifteenth, <laughs> but I'm ahead of Matt. So <laughs> you're ahead of Matt. <laughs> We're just who's in How 16? are our um, fellow triathlete friends from the podcast doing there, Mister Hepler? Evan is twelfth, and uh, Matt is sixteenth. So they're they're Woo! sucking. Well done, boys. <laughs> <laughs> They're sucking at the moment. They're like, when's the swimming part? <laughs> um, it, it's funny because uh, Evan was standing on the whole like Yates. It's going to be a Yates year. The Yates are going to win everything, the tour, and he he's calling his shot. And you know, the first race comes out, and the first stage comes out, and Adam Yates yeah. comes out on top, and his brother comes in second, that and he so cool. was chest pounding a little bit, like talking a little bit of smack. He, uh, he immediately texted our group chat like. Yeah. I told, told you. So. I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> How's his fantasy team doing again? Uh, he's sucking. He's, he's in 12. Okay. He's got and, and, 578. Jake's got 40,000. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, and, and how are the Yates boys doing as of today on stage five? How, did, how, did, how, are, they in, uh, how are they ranking in GC? Um, do we have that up? I do. Uh, let's see. Uh, Adam Yates is in fifth at the moment. At, he lost the yellow jersey today. He is a minute 34 back. And Simon Yates, his twin brother, is a minute... No, Adam Yates is a minute 14 back. Adam Yates, Simon... Holy Yates. I can't get it straight. It looks so much alike. One is a minute 14 back. <laughs> one is a minute 40 back. Simon. Yeah, so they're in fifth and seventh at the moment. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be... A perpetual downhill slide from here. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Not talking any smack, Evan, but yeah. just yeah. just saying, just just pointing out the facts, right? <laughs> Them's the facts, Jack. Um, cool. Well, so far it's been a pretty exciting tour to talk or to, to watch, and I want to talk about the first, um, I guess, five stages since those are all done and in the books. What's stood out to you, you uh, so far, Lance? And then um, same question to you, Scott. What stood out to you guys? Um, the biggest thing that I saw was um, UAE doing an enormous amount of work here in the first five days. Yeah. Um, I, cool that Adam Yates got the yellow jersey. That's fantastic. Yep. But mm-hmm. now all of a sudden their team has to defend if they're not going to kind of give it up. And that's a lot of work. And that's a lot of yeah. work. Yeah. And so it can kind of wear your guys out. It didn't seem like a real solid three-week tactic. It yeah. seemed like a 
one week tactic, not a three week tactic yeah. for them to kind of drill it. Yeah, and that doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. Why you would want to go do that much work just to protect? I mean, you still are going to be at the front. You're still going to be doing a lot of work because you want to keep your GC guys in contention and you want to stay out of all of the riffraff, crashy stuff that likes to happen at the back of the Peloton. Um, so you're still going to be up there doing a fair amount of work, but it seems like they were doing more work than they should have. So the question is, did all that work actually come back to bite them today? Correct. On stage five, yep. the first stage in the Pyrenees. And my guess is yes, yeah, it did. Yep. So interestingly enough today, uh, Wout Van Aert got into the break, which you at first you thought, what what is he doing? But he, he looked good. He did look good. <laughs> and he hasn't, he's had a rough go already. Yeah. Wout's had a rough go. So yeah, a little cranky, a little and, yeah. And I, you know, misfortunes. Granted, yeah. yeah, he's had a couple of close seconds, and yep. yeah. So Wout gets in the break, and I'm thinking, what is he doing? I mean, why really is he up here? But what did it do? It forced UAE to chase. Yeah. But why do they care? Wout's not going to be their GC favorite. I mean, he might take the yellow jersey, but is it like? An, an unwritten rule somewhere that you must defend. You must keep the yeah. yellow jersey for the no, entire race from here it on. Is not. So why? Why chase? Uh, probably because uh, Jai Hindley, who uh -huh. was was also up the road. He was not with correct the peloton. Jai Hindley yeah. was in a second group behind Wout was, yep. up the road, and so he. The Jai, fear is that Jai, Jai is a is a threat. Exactly. So the fear is that Jai's going to ride a wheel and he's going to get a you know a little e ticket yeah. ride to the the top of the mountain yeah. and, and put in a substantial amount of time. So it was Wout doing what Wout does to basically bait another team or to yeah. pull somebody else along Maybe. that's going to screw with the other team. So those are some pretty deep race tactics. It is, which is yeah. fantastic. And what happened? It friggin' worked. worked. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it <-da>. worked. <laughs> So UAE has to do all this work to try to pull this back. They they don't quite pull it back, uh -huh. but UAE kind of spins up their team. And then what happens? Um, Jonas Vingago still has Sep Kuss. Yep. And and Tade is hanging on. He's lost all his teammates at that point. And, <laughs> and Sep kind of drills it and launches Vingago. And Tade can't hang with him and loses a minute. Loses a minute. Loses a minute. There it's it big. goes. Yeah. I'm not going to call it and say the tour is over for Tade or for Team UAE. I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit before the podcast. Two two years ago? No, three years ago. Whatever the first year was that Tade won the tour, he had a mechanical issue, and it was pretty early in the race, and he was something like three and a half minutes back, and that dude just start, started getting stronger every day, he started chipping away more and more every single day, and I think that UAE is going to hopefully sit down and take a solid look at this and say, all right, we're not out of this thing yet, but we need to be a little bit more smart about it. And we know that Tade's got the capacity to get stronger as the tour goes on. Is he in the form that we thought he was going to be in? Is he in his normal form coming off of that wrist injury? Probably not, but mm -hmm. he's not like he's so far removed and so like out of you know fitness that he's not going to be able to come back. I think that we're going to see him chip away and there's the old adage, like, when you don't do well in the Pyrenees, you do well in the Alps. Yeah. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that he's going to chip away, but there's some pretty strong teams that are almost outplaying them. So I, I don't know. There's a lot of mountain stages in this tour. There's a lot of yep. mountains to deal with. So, dude, anything can happen any day. Poop, here, day five, Tade loses a minute. Tomorrow, he could gain two. Mm -hmm. And some true. of those, they they race into shape, too, because... <clears throat> 
you know, Toddy's a little bit of a question mark with the broken wrist. He, yep. missed, he missed a couple of little small tours. I don't know. He didn't do the tour of his own tour. Yeah. Slovenia. Yep. Uh, so, of course, he's he excited. Didn't do, he didn't do any racing. He's ready to go. Yeah. And after I'm sure his he's fit, crash. but is, yeah. is, is, you know, yeah, there's a question mark there. And, okay, he mixed it up in a couple sprints as well yeah. yes. on the other stages. So, you he know, <laughs> he's got legs, man. <laughs> so, I don't think it's over for Todd. Yeah. No. There's long game tactics going on with all of the big teams involved. Um, I think, I hope that UA's tactics are going to change because i don't think what they're doing is going to necessarily work but who knows if what they're doing right now is not yeah. something that's a part of their grand scheme of things it's like well yeah. they they allowed yates to go off and get the yellow jersey i mean was mm-hmm. that a planned thing and, yeah. and, and kind of maybe they can start to say hey we've got two guys anybody want to go do rope-a-dope again Let, let's do that <laughs> we've got myself you know todd a and we've got you know yeah. yates that can jump in there and do that is, is that a game plan i don't know can you imagine being a sports director it's like, okay, today we're going to do this and this and this, and then like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> right. Today we're going to do, I don't know. That's extreme, it's <laughs> extremely hard. Yeah, you look Everybody's like a hero try- or yes. an idiot, kind or an of. Idiot. It's like, uh, you're just like everybody else, you know, nobody, there's one winner. Yeah. <laughs> Team winner. Technically, there's, there's more than one winner. There's got to be some like, algorithm wow, that they're using, job. too, that they can input data, and it's going to compute, like, maybe how you should handle that particular day's stage. And, and Ask chat GPT. <laughs> How should I race stage six? <laughs> yes. Oh well, I, I, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, so that was a good thing. Uh, Scott, is there anything so far in the first five stages that has come to be something that you find very interesting or incredible that's happened this well, far? Well, the, the two brothers going at it, yeah, for the yellow and the stage win. Could you imagine? Come on, that, that was twin brilliant. brothers. Yeah, that was fantastic. That's, you can make a movie about that right now. It was just incredible. Can you imagine being mom and dad there? Huh. And like they were they interviewing talk to him. Yeah, I know. They're interviewing yeah. him on the side of the road and she was like trying to watch the the race radio or the, the live feed to see who was where, when, why, and how. And she couldn't tell certain people, but I don't know, when she finally got the thing, she was like over the moon and, and dad was pretty yeah. excited too. But that yeah. was that was pretty neat that to was watch. Great. Um do you think that Yates, Adam Yates, has any chance of landing on the podium? Or do you think that there's any chance that he beats Tade? No, I think I think that um, once he loses the yellow jersey, which he did today, that his role will shift to complete support. Yeah. yeah. He's, at, what, a minute and 34 back of uh, Henley right now from Bora. Um, and he's just, what, six seconds um, yeah. ahead of Tade? Yes, Pogaccia? correct. I, that, that's going to change for sure. I mean, it has to. I mean, <sighs> I would guess he would go for a stage later. Yeah, maybe. They yeah, might. That they would might make sense. Say, if you feel good, just go. But gotcha. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a helper. Okay, a let's good helper. Let's <laughs> let's move on to uh, talk about the two back-to-back um, sprint stages that we had. Whew. That yeah. was spicy. It was spicy. I And yesterday, stage four, my gosh, I was watching the you know the pre-race stuff, and they were going through the full route. And I'm like, ooh, they're going to end on a Formula F1 racetrack. I'm like. <laughs> that could be pretty cool. And I'm like thinking like, oh yeah, we kind of do something like that out at PR, but I think this one had like some tighter turns. It was uh, yeah. a little bit more yeah, technical, but, turns. but I'm like, this is still going to be interesting because like they're, they're not going to just be able to lock in, but I'm like, nah, this we'll just see what happens. 
that was utter chaos going into that thing. I mean, the speeds were like breakneck. The teams were not like organized and people were kind of all over the place. You had people looking for teammates and people being in a position that you're like, you shouldn't be there. And the racetracks make me nervous. They do. Because we've raced at PIRs, which is our local uh, racetrack in Portland. Sure. It's covered in rubber. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's not concrete. I mean, it's not bare pavement. It's, yeah. it's especially that tight corner. Uh-huh. Cars probably been sliding around that for yeah, years. Probably. Yep. Who but knows they what's do, on that surface? They do sweep and blow. Uh, like, yeah. Actually, they imagine. sweep and blow the entire route, like an hour before the yeah. racers come through. So yeah. there's, there's like, sweepers and blowers that go through trying to keep things clean for the racers so you know they swept yeah. and blow but it still could be slick in corners i like those roads in the middle of nowhere that with perfect blacktop it's like yeah, yeah they won't do that for us but <laughs> right. do it for the race route <laughs> so we we get into that that into the that race yesterday and I was like sitting on the edge of the couch, like, oh my gosh, my heart rate's elevated and I'm watching all this (laughs) stuff. And you just see like shrapnel. And I don't like the first crash that went down. I don't even remember who it was crash. And I'm like, was that like a water bottle that exploded? Was that tubeless sealant that that vaporized everywhere? Was it both? I'm like, that is just, that's carnage. And and then like they get like another couple hundred meters into it and another crash and they get another hundred meters, another (laughs) crash. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are dropping like (laughs) flies in this thing. And, Man, that was just chaotic, and and I wonder is is that something that they're just not are they not crit racers? They're just more of these road robots that just can uh, dude, pump out watts, and they don't know how to uh, bike handle, or they're. I don't think that's it. I think that many corners, that yeah. many tight corners, kept it very difficult because you can gain positions or lose positions, sure, by by how well you corner, and not everybody mm-hmm. on your team is going to corner the same. And if they haven't practiced that, yeah. you're right. So these aren't crit team leadouts. Yeah, Legion could have probably dominated that. <laughs> yeah, true. But you, you, they aren't crit team leadouts. These are Tour de France team lead, leader sprint, you know, leadouts. Yeah. And so I, I think that's why it made it so messy. But yeah. wheels cross, people go down. Yeah. Split second decisions. Yes, you know, and that right that or wrong. Last straightaway was like wasn't like a thousand meters or something like that. No, it was seven hundred meters. meters. It was still yeah. a good chunk of good chunk. And there were still crashes on that too because yeah. guys sitting up and and looking over the shoulders and drifting into other people and. Guys, bikes breaking in half and people getting tore up from the floor up. I yeah. mean, but how many th- times have we see the lead out guy? He's he's done. Peels off. Where do you peel off? Do you go yeah, left? So do you go right? That was the last crash. Yeah, that was the last crash that happened. That was it. The Bahrain victorious. I think so. Guy, he red. sat up and he just drifted to the wall, but he didn't look towards the wall. He yeah. looked the other way to watch his sprinter, and he just he clipped somebody and went yeah. down. Yeah. Well, should you just hold your line, make them go around you, or should you peel off? You peel off like two bike lengths and, and then going hold your 45 line. 45 miles an hour. Yeah, you can't help that you drift a little bit, <laughs> yeah. especially if you're not watching straight ahead. Yeah. So, so that was a, an interesting finish. And then the day before that, um, and, well, yesterday we had Jasper Philipson that ended up winning that. Uh, again, just narrowly beat out Caleb Ewing, which was a pretty cool little finish. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to see the pocket rocket come up and get in that position, but good on him. It's good, good to him. see him, his face there. The day before, how did you guys feel about Jasper and his well, proximity, we'll say, to Wout Van Aert? Yeah, did he mm. close him out and shut the door on him? Did he not hold his line? There was question mark. When I was watching it, I like... 
in real time I'm like I threw oh, up my hands like what is he doing he just like he just closed him out yeah I thought for sure when I was watching it real time he's gonna get relegated and they go back and they start to show the the replays of it and when you looked at his position uh with respect to how far away from the the gate the wall that he was it looked like it stayed pretty much the same when he was close to Walt and then there was a point in time where Walt sat up and kind of like Gave up and was like, yeah, whatever. You got upset, why not? And then Jasper definitely came closer to the wall, but there was nobody there when he did that. He was, so he'd already, yeah, Wad had already sat up. When you look at it in, from a different angle, and you look at it um, in, in slow motion and all that other stuff, it didn't seem quite as egregious. I mean, it was close. It was, it was yeah. somewhat questionable. He did get called to the principal's office for that, yeah. but um, I think it was clean. And I think that he just outsprinted sprinted Wout. I like that because. I picked him for my fantasy team, but yeah. if, if, if okay. fantasy team decided, I would have been throwing my hands up in the air because I'm a big Walt fanboy as well, and I wanted him to do well. And he got uh, he got pinched there, and that was kind of unfortunate. So that was two days in a row of him yeah. not getting yes. the result no bias that he wanted there at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> I I saw it like six or seven times. Yeah, I didn't like it. I still thought, still I don't he, like it. I thought he went too far over, but whatever, it's okay. Okay, so to me. Jasper has like the biggest lead out guy in the world who is like he's got Matthew Vanderpool yeah. has oh, been yeah. leading him out, which has been amazing. The whole opposite team is they're they're clicking right now. And yes. when you've got mm-hmm. him as the icing on the cake for your lead out train, you've got freaking Vanderpool as that your lead out guy. Tough to beat. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you saw, but on the racetrack, uh Vanderpool got relegated yesterday. He did, yep. yeah. So, so yeah. with, with like, I don't know, 600 meters to go, uh, Vanderpool and Jasper were like in 20th and, and I don't know if you saw it, but he's just pushing people out Vanderpool of the way, right? Vanderpool just, just shouldered Biniam It was Gourmet. Gourmet. Uh-huh. Yeah. He shouldered him out of the way like, to come through. He's like, I'm right coming there. through. Coming through. Make <laughs> way. He shouldered him out of the way. Don't you know who I am? And then he drills it. <laughs> Jasper barely gets on his wheel. Yeah. But uh, I mean that leadout was the thing, and so <laughs> so Vanderpool gets he gets relegated for shouldering the guy out of the way, but his sprinter doesn't get yeah. relegated. He's if, like, I don't like, care. That worked beautifully. He goes, I don't care if I get relegated. Yeah, That's perfect. I'll do me. that every single day and twice the week on <laughs> my, Sunday. My so sprinters. Yeah. And Kermay didn't complain. I don't think so. He probably said, "Hey, <laughs> so I'm, is my left blinkers on? I'm going right <laughs> I'm here." <coming> right here. <laughs> so. Next time we go riding with you, we're on a bike path. Are you just saying I need to stay closer to your wheel when you're like shouldering people out of the way and, right. and yeah. creating all instead of sitting back and, and dealing with all the riffraff? I just got to stay on your wheel. Yes, so that's that, right. And then when the police come and people get arrested, like, it was all it him. Was, I was yeah. just riding. I'll take, I'll take the blame for it. <laughs> oh, perfect. Fun stages. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was exciting to watch and good on Vanderpool for like just. Just punting on his individual glory for his team. Yeah, that, that is fantastic. That's, you know, interestingly enough, watching the um, uh, the Tour de France Unchained documentary on Netflix. So hmm. they they released it last year. Have you have you watched those, Scott? Some of, them. Mm-hmm. Some of them. Have you watched any of them? I've watched the first four or five episodes there's, of it. I think there's eight episodes. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just get better. You gotta you gotta okay. watch them. But one of the things that came out was. That Albus and Phoenix team, it had been around, but it was built for Vanderpool. Yeah, sure. They, he, yep. he was one of the three guys that said, I want to build a team. We're going to build it around me. And here they got Jasper Philipson on the team, and Vanderpool is just, just giving up his own personal glory to lead him out. 
I love that. It yeah. just made me like Vanderpool a little bit more. Sure. I mean, you've it's got very this, selfless, yeah. you got this Vanderpool Wout, like, you know, which one do you like more? And Wout's a little more popular because he's more likable than Vanderpool. Vanderpool is a little bit more yeah. of a hothead. And that is changing in this tour just a little bit. I wanted to get into that. <laughs> Stage one, and there were some pretty big names that came out saying that was childish behavior on Wout's behalf. The, yeah. the temper tantrum that he threw at the end of that race, like, you know, pounding, pounding his handlebars Pound. because he got, you know, pipped at the, not pipped, but he got beat to the line. And yeah, it's his own fault. And then I think someone said that maybe he was like throwing a water bottle or something like that. I didn't catch that. I think I read that somewhere, but he was definitely throwing a big temper tantrum after that race. And I, I'm like, come on, man. I think he's mad at himself. I probably, but we all, we, it comes off bad. He's got this great, <laughs> you know, attitude and personality that we kind of love, you know, and he's this, yeah. like, this family guy and, yeah. and he's, he's tarnished it just a little bit yeah. in these first couple stages. Yeah. You know, it, part of it, he wants to get results there because who knows how long he's going to be racing the tour. I mean, he could, his wife could go into labor and he gets yanked and he's off to the hospital mm. and he can be done. So maybe he wants to put his stamp on it early in this race and that's just not happening. It's yeah. not panning yeah. out for him. And he's got arguably the biggest team in the world around him and they're they're not getting those results yet. So and then there was also a big scuttlebutt too with all the people of Belgium calling for Jonas for to get kicked out of the tour for like Jumbo Visma to, to you know get obviously it's never gonna happen. We kick him off the team because he's not doing enough to help out Wout. Yeah, what was that all about? That's not his role. It's not. But um, on the stage where um, was that stage one? Victor Lemay. Yeah. Not not stage mm -hmm. one, but stage was it two. two? I don't, which whichever one where Victor Malay took the. Um, took that flyer and won. Yeah, it was okay. stage two, stage two, you're right. That was cool. So, yeah, that was very cool. With the 1,000 meters, 1,500 meters to go, he just says, I've got no chance against this group. He takes Send this it. flyer, and it freaking sticks. One yeah. of the reasons it stuck is because, obviously, Wout wanted to win the stage, and so he wasn't trying to pull that back. Christophe Laporte had gone to the front to help Wout, but Christophe Laporte was already... Spent. <laughs> he was toasted. He was yeah. already toasted. And Vingago was in a position where he could have taken like a 400-meter pull. He could have gone to the front, taken a 400-meter pull, mm -hmm. and if Vingago had gone and done that pull, that lead out for Wout, which is what Vingago did for Laporte in whatever stage race that was mm. three weeks ago. He did it twice for Laporte. Yep. If he'd have done that for Wout... For that, for that in that last thousand meters, mm -hmm. they would have pulled him back, and what would have won? Okay, yeah. You go to the well to do that four hundred meter lead out or that four hundred meter pull. What kind of lasting effect is that going to have on him when we're talking about the the, the big picture? Right. Like, how's that going to affect him when we get to the mountains? Like, was would that be the smart move just to put Wout across the line first and get that stage win? Is that more important than t technically like maybe not making your GC hopeful guy yeah. right? So was it the right move for Vingago? Probably. Probably. Would it have changed team morale and team love and the mm -hmm. the atmosphere on the bus? Yeah. Hell yes, it would have. Yeah, you're right there too. Yeah. <laughs> it could have changed how That's they all a... and it would have made Walt go, I am your man from here on yeah, out. Thank you. Like yes. yes. And but now Walt's just pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it, you know. I mean, yeah, there's 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 so much drama and there's so many little idiosyncrasies yeah, yeah. that you don't think about. I mean, how much if if Vingago had taken one 
20 Something. second pull, would that have made yeah. that much of a difference on the team bus that it could even be better? Now, did you see the overhead shot though? That guy had a huge lead. He did. He really took off. He really took so, off. I don't know. But but they missed it by they had the same uh, time. They missed it by like meters, that. you know? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's true. And the finish line was like not yeah. real clear to nah, me on odd. the street, you know, on the yeah. road. So did did they just miss they just mistimed it. Did they ask the sports director? Why didn't he help? I don't know. I, I, think, I think Vingo's not been. His job. I think Vingo's been <laughs> quiet about it because yeah. whatever he says will yeah. either look badly in the press yeah. or look badly on his team. So he's a, just yeah. gets a tough one. So that was Lafay that that ended up pipping that. Yeah, that was that awesome. was the first win for Kofidis. In oh my gosh, fifteen right. years. They've been talking and about that forever. It, God, my Good gosh, I'm like, I I've been watching the tour for a lot of years, and and you just in the back of your head, you're like, oh, they have to have had a stage win, like. Doesn't everybody have a stage win? But no, they, they hadn't had a stage win in 15 years. So that was a, a pretty big yeah. thing. And the fact that he sent it and, and held it, I mean, that's a testament to this guy being somewhat yeah. special. I mean, he might be somebody. And then right after the race, you're already getting all these whispers mm-hmm. of like Ineos is already wanting to talk to him about like signing them up <laughs> well, to the team. His contract is up this year, yeah. which also would explain the increase in in race fitness because he knows his contract oh, yeah. is up and a little bit more motivation. Oh, I'm yeah. going to have to get another contract yeah. this year. These guys are always under the threat of their contract. Yeah. You know, wherever it's so. They're usually like two to three year contracts. And yes. so those things turn over pretty quickly. So you always have to stay sharp. So that could be part of it too is like, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Forget Send it. it. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly surprised that COVID is remained a sponsor for all these for years. For all these years. With no wins yeah. anywhere. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, good for them. They got That's some uh, they got some publicity <laughs> in that, that race. Yeah. Um, this is going to lead into my next question. It, it's fun seeing somebody like that because you hadn't really heard his name prior to that. No. I mean, you, yeah. you've maybe seen him around, but you just like you never, especially if he's been on COVID, he's just been kind of tucked away and then out of the, the mm-hmm. limelight. And then all of a sudden he gets a great stage win and he beats some really big names and he steps into the green jersey. How do you, how do you guys feel about like the team, like Ineos having the deep pockets, just like as soon as anybody has any kind of success wanting to go out there and sign them? I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. good for cycling if they're throwing money at them, but does that kind of bastardize the sport just a little bit with somebody that's just got more money than everybody else to throw at that. So that's that's point yeah, number one. And point number two is Ineos, where are they? I think that they've, they've got, um, yeah. was it Rodriguez in 10th place in GC right now? But That's correct. So Danny Martinez, who they thought would might be the leader, uh, no, hasn't worked out. Egon yeah. Bernal mm-hmm. has actually hung pretty He's well. Cracked okay. today. But today he cracked. Yeah. Pidcock... Uh, also mm. a possibility. We didn't think that he was going to be a GC guy. We thought no. he was going to be more of a stage hunter, and we still haven't seen him get after it. I mean, there's been yeah. a couple times where he kind of threw his name in the hat or the ring, but... Um, got nothing. Was it yesterday yeah. he was hanging around, too, or was that just today? It P- might have been Pick yesterday. Talk. I think he was he was um, more towards the, the pointy end of yeah. that. But Ineos, I mean, their their budget is far and away the biggest in the whole pro peloton. I'm sure yeah. Jumbo Vismo is probably not too far behind them with probably UA in third, but... Ineos has deep pockets and they've got really nothing going on. I mean, yeah. they don't have a sprinter out there. Their GC guy is pretty buried in there. Some of these bigger names really haven't done anything. They do you think not bringing G is a, a, a misstep? I know that they're going to send mm. him to the Volta. Yeah, 
But no, I was I d- looking for his name when I was. Yeah, doing he wasn't picked. Like, he, he, he did the Giro, and they decided um, early in the year that he was going to do the Giro and the Vuelta and yeah. not do the tour, even though he took third last year. It's probably. You know? it. so, yeah. Yeah. so does does G have a chance to actually win the Vuelta? Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. Yeah, but there's something to be said about having G around, whether he's in contention or not. Yeah. He's like. The, the guy, he's the one that they look to, and he's the leader. You know what I mean? So a he's calming force, exactly. And lots of experience. Yeah, yeah, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm not disappointed in them, and I'm not saying that I didn't kind of expect them to not really have many people in the mix, but that's kind of a disappointment for such a big team with so much money. Yeah, and then for them to automatically like anytime anybody has any kind of a good result, they're like automatically saying yeah we're i don't know if they can approach them because it's not transfer season but it gets out into the press and then they're already making like you know these statements and people are gonna be like oh i'm gonna go race hard today just so i can get the attention of Ineos to go get that that money that contract what about garrett thomas did he's getting up there in age 38 this could have been his last tour if he you know and he hasn't made any noise about retiring he's still great he's great there's not too many seasons left in his legs though yeah He's he's doing his own podcast almost every day, uh, like every other day uh, he's from funny. the tour, which funny is guy. Yeah, yeah, he is funny, which is which is kind of cool because yeah, he has. I like that. I mean, obviously, he knows everybody in it, you know in the race, and so he has a kind of different perspective, and so yeah. that's been kind of interesting. So. Are you guys expecting anything from Ineos? No. Just, no, not really. Uh, well, Do they even have a sprinter. No, they don't. But I mean. They have three. They have four guys that could win a stage. I mean, sure. Rodriguez, a Martinez, mm. uh, Pidcock, and Pidcock, and Pidcock and Bernal. Yeah. Who knows? But no GC hope there though. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think they can hang with the other guys. Um, Bernal is now four minutes behind. Pidcock is two thirty six behind, mm. and Rodriguez is. 156. Yeah. So, I mean, they still have some guys within three minutes. Okay. Going back to the sprinter stuff, I got some beef. I got some beef with the tour. Uh-oh. That green jersey's terrible. It's the wrong Yeah, color. what happened? I saw Yates in the first day. I'm like, what team is that? <laughs> they changed it this year. They're <laughs> it, trying to mix it, it up. It doesn't uh, stick out. It does like not. When they're, like, it looks like the Bora jersey. Exactly. When they're in the, the group, in the peloton, and you can't look down and see that bright green jersey. Yeah. You just can't see it. And the fact that they went to that forest green, I'm like, what are you thinking? There's a lot of people. There's a lot of scuttlebutt out there. If you go read, people are <laughs> like, old. People, old guys don't like change. Don't change. <laughs> don't change stuff. <laughs> but like, you've got the the bright yellow. You had the 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 bright red for the most aggressive. You got white with polka dots for the the, the king of the mountains guy. Yep. And then you're, you're green green is the sprinter jersey and you want that to stick out and like now it's just like where is he what's uh, it's just doesn't look right it's not the same yeah come on guys can do better than they're gonna change it back they're (laughs) under pressure now i I think so that was a swing and a miss i'm like i'm all for like change you can throw things against the wall but as long as it goes back Philipson has a commanding lead in that jersey at the moment he's got 150 points and second place is cocard from covetous Mm -hmm. Uh, with 84 points, so he's he's kind of running away with it at the moment. He looked really strong last year and looks even stronger this year. He's yeah. got 
the last three sprint stages, you had the Champs last year to finish yep. out the tour, and then the first two this year, he's won all of them. That's and he fantastic. Yep. he did that pretty decisively. Um, speaking of sprinters, everybody's favorite jackal, Mark Cavendish, <laughs> has been uh, absent-ish. In Not the, completely the, He's there, but he's nowhere close to the, 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 the tip of that. And he doesn't have the lead-out train. He does not. No. He's not surfing wheels the same, and these other guys, it it would appear that they're they're just doing what they want, and they're just kind of riding around him, or he's just he doesn't have the legs to keep up with these younger sprinters. No. Uh, he, I messed it up talking about it last week. I said that you know Astana brought on um, Mark Renshaw, yeah. his lead-up guy of the mm. last fifteen years, yeah, to like he help him. He he's actually not racing. He's there as a like as the sprint director for I saw that yeah what does he say <laughs> go go right. I can do that <laughs> and so yeah Cavendish you know he can surf wheels he can probably he can probably pull one off still but he's been fifth mm. and I think fifth has been his best result so not gonna happen yeah, I no, know I think everybody just, thinks everybody thinks he's gonna do it at he's some just point, jumping but. from team to team but does He's to me. He's taken a spot of someone who should be there. Well, Somebody just wants him to break the Merck's record. They want him in their jersey. What else does Astana have going for them? I How know, else do they? I mean, their sponsors probably fourth love it. team in. Yeah. Well, that's because he was know. with Quickstep, and then Quickstep didn't take him to the tour last year. So he lost a whole year as he gets older. You know how much that yeah. affects us. Um, so they didn't, he didn't even get picked in to do the tour last year. Yeah. So he was like, okay, I need to find a team that's going to take me to the tour. He thought he was going to go to BB hotels, but then that team folded and then he ended up on Astana yeah. without a sprint. I don't not like team. him. I just, you watch him in some of the sprints and he gives up kind of quick. Well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't have a shot, he shuts it down. Yeah. How many sprints have we seen won by a team that just came out of a guy just came out of nowhere? Because you don't give up. He doesn't have those know. explosive legs that the other younger guys have. He's, and he's no. I, I've said it once and I'll say it again. I mean, the only chance he has is people crashing out or no, you dropping. guys are wrong. He's gonna do it. It's not gonna happen. I don't I don't really care if he does it or not, but I think he's he's gonna he's gonna find a way. He's yeah. gonna find a way somewhere. I want, nope. I want you in to win one. I like Caleb. Poor Caleb. How many seconds has he got? He's got two seconds already. I the mean, two sprint stages, he was second in both of them. Change his name to Caleb Tuin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's too many strong sprinters in there. I mean, who's he going to beat? Is he going to beat Jasper? Is he going to beat Caleb? It just depends on Is he gonna the beat situation. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It's not going to happen. I hate, to, I hate to break Phillipson. it to y'all. Who's got the best lead-out guy? <laughs> Philipson. Philipson. And, <laughs> and Wout was with him on the barrier and going, you know, stroke for stroke. And then yeah. he, and then went, I, you could also see that he wasn't going to get him be, even before that Philipson closed him out on the yeah. barrier. You could see that he was about, he just like, I'm not going to get him. So yeah, forget it. I, I kind of <laughs> have that feeling too. Oh, so those are fun to watch. Um, mm. Looking forward, what do you guys what do you guys think, and what do you think is going to happen here? We, I mean, Jay Henley's or Jai Henley's looking pretty damn strong and smooth. Oh, he's got a yep. forty-five second lead at the moment. 
What's he got? Do we think that uh, he's got some staying power to, to hold on to that yellow? Or how how soon do you think it's going to be before um, Mr. Vingergo just jumps in there and says, yeah, I'll take that from you. Thank you very much. Well, he just has to mark him now. Well, pretty he much. Yeah. He can if, just take a week off and just stay on his wheel. He doesn't have to race anymore. There's a lot if of mountains can. left. So, uh, but I think I said something. What kind of a time trailer is he? Is I don't he going to lose time there? Yeah. Uh, is he as good as uh, Vingergo? I you gotta imagine he's gonna have some chops on the the TT bike. I mean, he's he should be, yeah. And you know, the yellow jersey kind of gives you wings. We've seen that before. It like ups your game yep. a little bit, you know. So, uh, no, Jai Hindley will not win this tour. Um, I I think Pogacha is going to come storming back. <clears throat> I I I. Tend to agree with you on that. I think that um, Adam Yates is going to fall into more of a super domestic role, yeah. and I think they're going to not shuffle the deck, but they're going to recalibrate everything, and then they're going to start working on chipping away. And it's probably in their best interest that they gave up that yellow jersey today so that they can focus on team and not on jerseys. Correct. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really think that that's going to play well with them. Um, going back to Jai Henley, though, Bora Hansgrove was a much, much different team a couple of years ago when sure. they had the likes of Peter Sagan and they were just basically uh-huh. built around him as a yep. sprinter. It's kind of neat to see them evolve somewhat quickly into a, like a team that's got a guy that's capable of winning GC or at least landing on the podium. And he's got some support and he's got a teammate that's in the top yeah. 10 with him. Well, Bookman is right. fourth. He's in fourth place right now. That's that's pretty spectacular to see yeah. how much that team has changed over the last two, three, four years. Yep. It's freaking awesome. I so, agree. That said, I mean, if, if he's got a, a teammate that's right up there with him, I mean, what are you guys expecting from uh, Bora Hansgrove and Jai Henley? Uh, he just doesn't have... Uh, look, the two class teams of this tour are Jumbo Visma and UAE. Uh-huh. Everybody else is kind of surfing, in my opinion. So, I they, I mean, it, I, I think it'd be great if Jai makes the podium, but he just doesn't have the strength of the team that that UAE and and Jumbo has. So it's going it, to... Yeah. You know, I, I want to rewind back to, I think it was 2020. There was this big team called Ineos that had been the SkyTrain prior to that. There was this other big team called Jumbo Visma that had a bunch of strong superstar athletes. And then there was this little team that, that had some names that were all like fighting well above their weight class. And they had the likes of a Tade Pogaccia that we all were talking about. This guy's got some promise and some hope. And mm-hmm. they had a bunch of teammates that kind of had their coming of age during that season. Um, you know, you're, you're, I remember like Mark Hershey, you had, um, mm. Uh, yep. who's the other American kid that's not uh, there with him this year? Oh yeah. I'm drawing a blank right now. Sorry. Um, but they had, all these kids that were putting in these superstar performance after superstar performance and like, who is this team and where are they coming from? And man, are they climbing the ranks? And all of a sudden UAE is like, that's a household name with yeah. these, some of the, you know, the best cyclists and if not the best cyclists in the world on their team. And they, they came back and did really well. I'm not saying that Bora Hansgrove is uh UAE of 2020, but who, what what don't we know about this team? I, right. I, I'd like to do a little bit deeper dive on the depth chart of that team to see what they might have under the hood and what, what they could potentially pull off. Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen? Probably not, but it would be fun. It would be really neat to see another team emerge and say, hey, we found all this this homegrown talent. We've developed these yep. people, and we've made some key acquisitions, and all of a sudden we're, we're a player. There's a lot of teams that have stepped it up. Oh, yeah. I think because of the, the Ineos. Yeah. 
sky takeover yeah. with money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so true. There, uh, one of my guys that I have is uh, this Skelmos who won a Tour de Swiss. Trek yeah. has stepped it up. Yeah. They were kind of not a joke, but for a while there, people kind of went to Trek, you know, and like, okay. Yeah. But man, they got a great team. Ciccone is right up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they got Simmons and Simmons had a rough uh, day today. Juan Lopez is a great young kid. Yeah. Uh, Mads Pedersen, former world champion, Stiven. I mean, that's a good team. Yeah. So. Quinn Simmons, he went down only like 37 kilometers into the, into the stage today. Yeah. And I wondered. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, they, they showed it on, like, the other highlights. He just crossed wheels with somebody mm. near the back, went down. But, I mean, his his whole shoulder was bloody and his <sighs> elbow bloody and his jersey all gone. Yeah. He did get back on and finish the stage. but okay. He's, like, in 150th place or something like yeah. that right now. Yeah. And I'm sure that he will, like, bounce back, and, and maybe yeah. next week we might see some more, like, fun performances from him. I mean, he was fun to watch last year. Oh, and, yeah. You know, just always kind of being like super aggressive and, and getting in the break. And it's still like, I, I still think about the one stage where he tried to sit on Walt's wheel and Walt just rolled off yes. of him. And he's just like, oh, I, 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 I have no words. Well, didn't, he get right. the, yeah. didn't he take the polka dot in one of the tours? I don't think uh, he won. I think he had it for a, a day hmm. or two or three, maybe. But yeah, he's, I don't exactly know what his role is. On that team? On Trek right now. Is he just I, an all arounder or is I he think gonna... he's just kind of an all arounder guy. Yeah. But uh, he did tear up his uh, Stars and Stripes jersey uh, pretty did. pretty bad today. Yeah. So all wrapped up in gauze, and his shoulder was hanging out, and you could see all the road rash on there. I'm like, yeah, that's going to suck that's sleeping tonight, being stuck to your sheets. Oh, you know who else Ineos is missing is the the American kid that went down. Oh, Magna Sheffield? T- Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah, was he due to doing. be there this year, but um, that I, crash? Mm, possibly. He's pretty young still. They might have had him skip this one and, and do what's the Vuelta? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. That's possible. I don't know. Yeah. Poor There's guy. a lot of things that are still big question marks. Um, what else you guys got? I've thrown a bunch of things out there. What else you want to talk about? So tomorrow, uh, stage six, um, it, it has our first mountaintop finish. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a there's a possibility with more fireworks tomorrow. So mm-hmm. the profile looks pretty rough with Mm. The the Colde Aspen and the Colde Tourmalet tomorrow. Oh, the Tourmalet. Yeah, so the Tourmalet is tomorrow, and it's yeah the Tourmalet is seventeen kilometers with an average of seven point three percent. Shut up. <laughs> That's wow. So yeah, but when you're one hundred forty five pounds with an FTP over four hundred, <laughs> you just float up those That's things. True. <laughs> you and I would be. Dying. Uh, yeah. But an hour back. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming. We're coming. Which way, what, they, which way they go? <laughs> what are you thinking for tomorrow? What do you think it's going to... How's, how's that going to pan out, Mr. Hepler? There'll be another battle for GC again tomorrow. Think so, huh? I do. Yes. The uh, Tourmalet is just... And the Everybody tour- wants to win that. The Tourmalet is not the end. Nope. There's still a big, huge descent, and then it finishes on Combosk, whatever that is. But there's another 16 kilometer climb that it that it finishes on. Sure. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna string out on the tourmalet, and then uh, there'll be a select group that tries mm-hmm. to go towards the. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a strategist. I don't know if anybody was gonna try to win it from the tourmalet. That's a what's how many k's are left after the tourmalet? Quite a few. Uh, forty. Mm. Uh, yeah. Someone might take a flyer. 
tried to fly 50, down the, fly down 50, the back 50 side. Kilometers, and, 50 kilometers yeah, after the top. Going back to those first couple stages in, in the Basque country, we didn't really touch on this yet. Um, the the banditos, as they were calling them. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? I, I mean, obviously it is what it is, but how do, how do you keep people from throwing freaking thumbtacks <sighs> onto the road? I mean... That was terrible. I remember them stopping, and they had camera shot of one one of the riders, I can't remember who it was, who's spinning his wheel, and there must have been eight or nine thumbtacks oh, no. in his wheels. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? That's awful. Well, you, that's why I said we know that the, they have street sweepers come yeah. through like an hour before. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to get it Is clear. somebody doing it as they go by, you think? Or, or what? Just, just before. before. You yeah. can't stop that. Uh, yeah. It's it's lame. It's kind of lame. I remember that happening, I think it was like in 2012. And I remember it was like Cadell Evans when he was in his heyday and there's a bunch of thumbtacks that people were throwing out there yeah. and he ran over a bunch of them and it, it affected that stage, which I think, which yeah. I think ultimately probably affected the tour. So mm-hmm. it's kind of crappy that people would do stupid stuff like that because it really makes things unsafe for the riders. It, it yeah. does. It always makes it... You can't stop that. People don't like, you know, the crowds or the people coming through. We had, we had something similar happen on the Oregon Trail Gravel Grinder. On day four, which was the hardest day, huh. we were going through a national forest area... And Chadsbury um, marks the courses very well, so you don't you don't have to have your computer up because his courses are marked mm, sure. very well. But That's you nice. know, at every at every uh, intersection, there's a sign with an arrow mm. pointing you to go in a certain direction, and there's then there's also a piece of confidence ribbon like 50 meters down the road, so you know. Oh, good. That's yes, a good idea. So that you know you're actually headed the right direction. Somebody. Just before the, like an hour before most of the racers came through, went didn't just remove the arrow signs, but place them in different locations, trying to steer people off the course. Oh no! So not just not just not just taking them down, and and whoever did it had their own. These signs are put up with impact drivers. Sure. So somebody came through with their own impact driver. Oh no! And moved the signs to try to steer people off course. Was purposefully. it the confidence ribbon that alert, alerted you to the fact that somebody had done that? Someone was up to no good? Actually, uh, the lead motorcycle figured it out mm-hmm. and and directed people to go the same way. And so they had to scramble to to fix the signs. And they, yeah. by the t- so I was 30 minutes behind the leaders. By the time I met, went through, I didn't even notice that anything had gone wrong. But they had to scramble for several hours to fix signs oh, just to go in the right direction. We're in national forest with no cell signal, <laughs> no oh. roads. I mean, we're on like weird gravel kind of roads, you know, yeah. during this race. And somebody went through and just tried to change this up. So, I mean, you can't. You're always going to have jerks. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be idiots Isn't out there. Every year at the tour, the farmers revolt and block the road. Well, and there's major drama people. at the moment in Paris. Oh, that's true. There is a huge, there's like, mm-hmm. there's, there's the like, shot some 17 year old or correct. something like that. They're having their own George Floyd moment but in there. Paris at the moment because the police killed somebody that they probably shouldn't have. Yeah. And so there's riots and protests and demonstrations going on. Now, the race doesn't get anywhere near Paris until the very last day. Right. But 
uh, could that still affect Impact things? It. Yeah, exactly. It's not for another two weeks. There have been know? a lot of other riots that have been going on over there that just aren't getting the press here for whatever reason. And right. it, it, I think it goes back to like um, like retirement age. Yeah, and like, and they like extended the, it without anybody's vote. Yeah, and they're just doing a few <laughs> other things, and people are oh standing gosh. up to that. And then there's a lot of uh, climate change activists over there who are doing a lot of stuff as well. And, and you yep. might even remember them from the tour. It was last year or the year before where they were like, handcuffing themselves to each other in the middle of the road Correct. and they actually had to stop the tour and, and it was like Same a 20-minute spas. Yeah. Same thing could happen. Yeah. You could have protests. I mean, the Tour de France is one of the most, you know, most watched sports programs, sure. you know, in the world. And so a, a, a protest wanting to gain some notoriety yep. could, could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I still know. say that that sucks. When you're, when you're going to do something that's going to cause harm to a bike, that's one thing, but when you're talking about a rider that could potentially be, you know, crashing out or having yeah. something go wrong with their bike when they're riding at 30, 40 miles an hour, that people die on bikes. It just happened, <laughs> you know, not too yes. long ago. You don't want to do anything to cause that. To, I mean, sure, you know, stand up for what you believe in, but don't put people's life at jeopardy. I know that this little podcast is going to be heard far and wide over there in France, and people are going to hear it and go, you know what? He's right. We, we shouldn't do <laughs> that. But yeah, thank you for bringing oh, that to us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? What else is out there that you guys want to chat about? Tomorrow's stage is going to be interesting. Um, could be a big GC battle. When is the time trial? Do you have that that pulled up? Mm, is the, that kind of assuming? The, and when is the next rest is, day as well? Is there two? Is that the eighth there's day? only one time trial and it's near the end, if wow. I recall. Okay, and it's half flat, half, half climbing. I like mm. that. I do. Yep. Um, do you like the bike change thing when they hit the climb? I think that's weird. I, I, I said this once before on the podcast. I I'm going to say it again. I I wish that they would just get rid of TT bikes altogether. I don't like them. I oh. think that they're uncomfortable. I think they're a pain Oof. in the ass to work on. I, and they're becoming not a relic, but like less and less people are buying them. So less and less manufacturers are making them. And then the ones that they are making, they're making them so stinking expensive that half the people can't afford them. I think that a lot of cyclists, that they're unsafe for them to ride. I don't like it when people show up on a TT bike in a group ride because it's very unsafe. Um, and more times yeah. than not, I will keep my distance unless I absolutely know this person and they have great bike handling and they're very smart and savvy, but there's still you know a chance that's going to go away. I, I just I think that it would be neat if they just made everybody ride the regular bike. Yeah. I mean, sure, I like yeah, you're going to go faster, but I mean, I don't know. Clip on some arrow bars that, if you That's want. fine too. Because even the manufacturer, they want to make up Twenty thousand dollar bike that gets used, yeah, once maybe. Yeah, I, that's the reason why that I don't own weird. one. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to go spend because it, they're still expensive. Even if you want to like get like a, a budget one, you're still spending three, four, five thousand dollars if it's new, and yeah. you're gonna ride it how many times a year? Yeah, like if I have my. If I'm going to go out for a bike ride and I want to enjoy it, I don't want to go do that on a time trial yeah. bike. And triathletes need them. Yeah, but that's what one, if that's one mark for a triathlete? But <laughs> what if they just rode road bikes and use clip-on arrow bars? Yeah, you know, Eddie, I, the Eddie division. There you go. Yeah, I like so, that idea. Yeah. Anyway, the next rest anyway. day isn't until Monday. <clears throat> so Monday is the first rest day. Wow. So that's that would have been that's after stage nine. So nine stages before the first rest day. Uh-huh. The individual time trial is stage sixteen. Okay. Mm. So and there's only one this year. One individual time trial. Mm. That's, that could, that's that's well placed. Important. 
like pushing it back and then having it be one of those flat to incline. And to answer your question about the bike change, I don't have a problem with it. Actually, I think it's smart if you're you're quick about it and you can get on a different bike and go faster uphill yeah. on that one, then that's kind of cool. And it just adds a little bit of a dynamic that I think is fun. Everyone rather, can do it. It's yeah. not a big climb. Oh, they might not do it for that one. It's not a big climb. And it's only 22 kilometers long, the whole thing. Okay. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's they, not very long either. They'll probably just About set it up. 13 or 14 miles. Yeah. What kind of a gradient is on or in those those rollers that you're seeing? Uh, there? The, the, there's a two and a half mile climb at nine and a half percent. That's pretty what? steep. That that's, steep. that's really steep on a time trial bike. <laughs> so so they might they might switch. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. It's a cat two climb. Interesting. In the time it doesn't trial. look, it look at it like you, it on the picture. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> elevation profile does not look like it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's can't you guys see that? Yeah. Oh. Super flat. <laughs> um all right, well. That, that that should be interesting. I, I again, I, I think that I still think this is Tade's tour to lose. Mm-hmm. That's just my sneaking suspicion. And I, I think that he's catching a lot of people napping right now. I came out and said that I thought that he was going to try and put his big stamp on the, the early part of the tour. I was grossly wrong. And it was kind of interesting to see that they let Yates be that person. Um, I still think that UA is, is, is there. Um, I, with Jumbo Visma, I, I think that, you know, I think it's a foregone conclusion that, that Vingo is probably the strongest rider at this very moment right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with their team, especially when Wout leaves to go tend to his, uh, his wife and their, their child that's going to be born. I don't know how that's going to change. Like how, how much did it change the race today alone? We already talked yeah. about that. He made a difference today Yeah, by him being in the break. Yep. He, he made a difference. He makes a difference on every single stage. He is such a valuable cyclist, teammate. Yeah. So, but, you know, Vingigo, he's he's proven to be just a quiet superstar. And I I still think he's kind of having not a hard time handling the limelight of this position, but, you know, it's just kind of neat to see him coming into his own. And he's... He's got some fortitude about him. Like the kid can just go. I I love that twice already. Um, him and Pogaccia got off the front at the top. Pogaccia's leading. Flicks his elbow. Looks back at Vingigo, and he just shakes he his goes, head. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of coming around. I want to see him smile, smile, and just say something like you know cheeky to him. That'd be hilarious. So, but I th- I think that they are definitely. Um, out strategizing UA right now. So that that's been kind yeah. of interesting to watch. But while these two big behemoths are going toe to toe and they're duking it out, I, you've got some other teams that are making things interesting. Yeah. All, all these other teams not name any of so it's uh it's it's a much more fun tour. And when you don't have one person that comes in there and just from bell to bell just kind of handles it, it's fun to watch. Yeah. So and the 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 gamesmanship, the 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 racecraft, the all of the things that they're building into this, and the stories that come along, it's fantastic. Yep, I think Tade is going to pick it up and, and make ground, but it was awful early for him not to be able to follow. That was surprising. Yeah, and Mingago is, I think, him, is yeah. is going to win, but but you know, it's a long race. Yeah. Do you think that he wanted to go with him and maybe got some sort of directive from his team like, no, you're going to sit up because no. this isn't where it's going to I think win. that's when you take the earpiece out and go, and I didn't hear you're, that. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? No, I think, I think he would have gone with him if he could have. Yeah, his head kind of dropped and he just looked like... Do you think he's frustrated? Uh-oh. Dude, he just lost a minute to his yeah. biggest rival? Heck yeah, he's frustrated. You can see it on him. He's kind of wearing that frustration, so... No, I don't think that his team's not telling him not to go. I think that they want to be there mixing it up. I just think that they need to recalculate how they're rolling out their game plan. So 
Yeah. They'll just keep it as tight as they can and then pick a spot and it's like, we got to go now. It's time to go. <laughs> um, here's a quick question about you guys. How are you taking in the tour? What's your daily routine? I'm just kind of curious if yours is uh, anything like mine right now. Uh, mine is frustrating. I don't, I don't, I'm not setting an alarm. I'm just waking up when I wake up. I don't wake up to about 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning. That's when my body wakes up here recently. Mm -hmm. And so I wake up, I go downstairs, I turn on the Peacock app, and the stage is live yep. at the moment, and mm -hmm. I rewind it as far as I can, and it freaking oh. frustrates me <laughs> because you can't start at the beginning. Yeah. It will only rewind like an, like two hours. Let go of the mic. You're going to break I'm, it. <laughs> I'm like ripping the mic. It's irritating. White knuckling it over here. Yep. <laughs> because with when it was just on NBC, I could record it and then start at the beginning and then just fast forward through everything I wanted to. That's true. But with the Peacock app, you can't record it. You just have, I can only rewind like two hours. So, and then, you know, you're like not looking at the screen while you're rewinding so that right. I can watch some of it. It'd be la, better la, if I la, just la, la, la. woke up at like 5 a.m., but <laughs> but sleep is also important to me, so I'm not doing that if I don't have to. Yeah, this morning so, I just woke up, grabbed the remote, turned the TV on, and just spoke Tour de France into the remote. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just watch it wherever it's at. I work a weird rotating shift, so... Yeah, like when I'm on day shift, I won't get to watch it. So, <laughs> Lance, uh, Lance is familiar with this metric. It's on my watch that I'm going to show him right now. That would be my your body battery. Look at what I got up to this morning. <laughs> that's, that's all I got up to overnight. I have that on twenty. This. Twenty. Well, yeah, I got up to twenty four. <laughs> That was my body battery. Was what I woke up with was twenty four, which is ridiculous. Mine's seventy two at the moment. Well, you want to get up in like I, high nineties? Eight hours of sleep yeah. last night. I'm I got five and a half hours of sleep last I night. I think I have that, but I don't know how to. I'll have to, I'll have to figure out what that means. Anyway, I started at ninety today, so that means I actually slept well last night. Yeah, mm. I got up to twenty six overnight. Yeah, mine gives me a sleep. So sleeper. anyway, I, I, I'll talk about that in just a moment here. What is your normal routine like, Scott, for watching the the tour? Yeah, like I say today, I just I just woke up and turned it on and just wherever it's at, wherever that's it's where you at, pick I just watch it. What time did you wake up? Six, -ish. some six ish. Yeah, six thirty. And it ended at like eight thirty today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's yeah, it's one of those things though. If you miss the first hour and a half or two hours. It's not the end of the world. I mean, there's generally not. not a lot of stuff that happens. You get to see yeah. the, the group, the select group that goes away in the breakaway that's going to get caught at such and such a time in the afternoon, generally. And and sometimes it can't be exciting, but it's not often. I do very much like Christian Vandeveld on the motorcycle Recycle. this year. Yeah, yes. He is getting he's good, good stuff. Yeah. And I like him. He's, he's good, and all the riders will talk to him, uh -huh. yeah. which is fantastic. And the, yeah. The, yeah. The, the team directors are talking with him as well. Yes. And, well, just today they were talking like a little bit of a joke, a funny haha thing. He was trying to get some info. I can't remember which team it was now, but he went up and he was talking to him and they were basically beating around the bush, not telling him what they wanted to hear. And they were giving him, paying him kudos and compliments like, yeah, we like watching your Peloton videos. <laughs> oh, like, yes, did you, yes, you just yes. catch that? Yeah. And he's like, those jackals. He's like, like, I will get the information out <laughs> yes. of him. So, but Come on. it's funny listening to him like, oh crap. I'm like 
strapping my pants on these corners and like oh, we're yeah. gonna crash and, and like, there I was can't a, watch this. There was a motorcycle who went down like a couple days ago. Did mm-hmm. you see that too? Yes. Yeah. And you know that that's like sitting in the back of his head. Like you He's can like, see I the nervous tension of him being on that that motorcycle. Little, little pucker factor. Yeah. He's like, oh no. <laughs> so we're next. I do like all those announcers and all those people yeah. on on the English feed. Yeah. There's a world feed as well, mm. and the world feed has no commercials. Yeah, oh. that, that's good. Yes. It's it's different commentators. It's not it's not Phil Liggett and Bob Roll and Christian Vanneville and Steve Perino. It's different commentators, but there's no commercial breaks, which is hmm. kind of nice. Yeah. So I, I I don't mind the commercial breaks though, and we'll get into that in just a second as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you guys liking Phil and Bob calling it? Good as always. Yeah. Good as oh, always. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like Bob's coming into his own. Like he was more a little bit too color esque, but he, over the last you know three, four, five years, whatever, he's he's done a really good job coming in, and he tells good stories, and he's yes. got like a lot to draw from the past, and he he understands thing and things, and he's not all over the place as much, in, in my opinion. So I think yeah. that he's coming to his own, and Phil's Phil's Phil. I mean, Phil's like the straight Phil. guy, yeah. And then Bob is kind of a little colorful, yep. and yeah. Has some good stories, and, <laughs> and everybody loves Phil, right? And like you, you said, Christian Vanneville on the bike, I think that was a good move, even though move. I, I'm mm-hmm. curious, like. If he wanted to get out of the main studio with those guys and and do that, or if he was pushed in that position, I was thinking to myself when I first saw him, like, oh, was that a downgrade, or was that something that he volunteered for, or was that them changing fun. things up That's the to be out there? Way. Yeah, to be out there with the guys. I think that that yeah, that well, would the be guys desirable. That, that replaced him with in the in the studio are excellent. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Brent Bookwalter who mm-hmm. raced the tour ten times or something. Yeah, and you Sam know? and the other guys, and the Sam, assistant director of uh, of. One of those teams. He's assistant director on one of the teams. Yeah. He's not at the tour, but he knows everything because yeah. he's an assistant director, yeah. and he's also done the tour a couple times. Yeah. Yep. So they're 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 good studio guys to have. Better than who they had before. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, so. Yeah. Sorry, Chris Warner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I do like that. I, it generally, after I watch the tour, um, I wait a couple hours, and then I usually go for a ride. Uh-huh. And on my ride, I try to listen to the podcasts about that day's oh. tour. So mm-hmm. there's 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 two different podcasts I like to listen to. Uh, one is Phil Guyman. He is doing a daily like mm. recap. That's interesting. You um, told me about that, and I yeah. had no idea, which is pretty cool. They're only like twenty minutes or twenty four minutes, and and he's doing it by himself. And he's like, he, and he's basically said, "Look, I haven't watched a tour stage in years, but I'm watching it this year because I think I, I mm-hmm. still know these people." That's he goes, cool. and now I'm long I'm I'm long enough away from my pro career that I'm not as bitter as I was sure. for not getting a contract. Wouldn't that be hard? Yeah, and so. So his, you know, he's funny, and so and they're short; they're like twenty minutes. Um, the move, uh, Lance Armstrong's podcast, mm. also does two, three different podcasts every day. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they have one with Lance Armstrong and George Hincapie. I like George, which is which is okay. Um, but they have a second one with Johan Bernil. Mm-hmm. And Johan Bernil knows frigging everything. Yep. And so they used to all be together, but now they have, have them separate. And oh. I will wait and listen to the Johan Bernil one before I will listen to the other two guys because Johan Bernil just... He's great. He, he just knows more stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like him. So I, I, th- I generally do that while I'm writing, uh-huh. just like on a... Chill. Ride you ever listen to the butterfly effect, Chris Horner? Uh, Chris Horner, no, I'm not. 
a super big fan. Of yeah, Chris Hawkins. He, he's. I like. Even I though like he's him, a local guy. In yeah, Bend sometimes he just started a race series. He likes to turn it towards himself that, yeah. a little bit. He does. Which, <laughs> That's you know, okay. He's got ideas, and he's been there, and yeah. he's you know he's what he won the Vuelta at forty years old yeah. or something. So it's yeah. not like yeah you know, but you know all these guys have drug history too, and it always just makes you question a little bit but but on the same hand it's been enough years that we really should just move on move on and be done with that and and they've all been you know banned from all these things anyway so i get it (laughs) but uh yeah Yeah. anyway tours the, the morning of usually for me i don't necessarily need to get up and watch it from bell to bell um because a lot of times that first two, three hours isn't super exciting. There's things that'll happen. And what's nice is when you do sit down and if it is like two hours into it and you still have like, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 miles to go in the race, depending upon how early you jump in. Um, If you missed anything, they're going to play it over and over and over and over and over again. You're going to see it like, 15 times for the rest of the race summary at some point exactly Mm -hmm. so you get caught up pretty quickly and you don't have to sit around and and do all that stuff unless you really enjoy getting up at like 4 30 or 5 o'clock in the morning and watching it and doing all the the morning things um like most of us sitting here at the table we like our our sleep and that that Mm -hmm. that can be pretty early i know that scott's got some crazy schedules so sometimes maybe that's not that big of a deal for you because that could be like your lunch break but um (laughs) um, watch it on my phone and so generally speaking i would normally get up and probably go down and start watching about six o'clock in the morning six or six thirty depending upon um what's going on here Sorry, we had phones ringing and buzzing and doing things. Um, anyway, so I would come down and I would just sit there and I would soak it up and, and love the tour. Watch like the last hour or two of it or hour, two and a half hours, whatever it ends up being, drinking coffee. And I drink lots of coffee because I am getting up early. <laughs> and that's why I like commercial breaks because it's like challenge accepted. Go get that taken care of before the race comes back on and you jump back in and you didn't really miss anything. And Phil and Bob will get you caught up and you're, you're good to go. Um this year has been a little bit different. I have been up every day between 5 and 5.30 in the morning. Oh, ooh. Yeah. So I'm catching <laughs> a lot of the tour. And it's, uh, I, I, I'm not setting my alarm clock. I'm just up. That's just when you're waking up. 5 and 5.30 because, yep, yep, rough, 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 bark, bark, bark. we got a <laughs> yes. new, new member in the family. Jake has a new <laughs> puppy yes. running around the house who is <laughs> freaking adorable. Yeah, yeah she's, she's the most pretty adorable I got here dog. early and played with both of them for a while. <laughs> yeah, she's a, a little Augie, so she's um, she's half Australian Shepherd, half uh, um, Corgi. Corgi. And they call him an Augie. Sorry, I'm a little tired. That's my whole body battery thing is like it's way drained down. And I usually have pretty good energy at this time of day. I'm like, I could take a nap right now. But um my my kids have been like fighting over who gets to have her in her room at night at their room at night, knowing that she's gonna do the thing and they still don't seem to mind, which is pretty good. But um they have the crate in there, she goes to bed at night pretty decently well, but she gets up at like four thirty or five o'clock and they take her downstairs and we're talking about my fourteen year old, my eleven year old are bringing her down taking her outside so she can go to the bathroom. And then we've got this little gated crate thing that she'll jump into and like she'll hang out there. And sometimes she'll go back to bed for like a little bit, but she's been like yipping a little bit, but she's got this little tiny puppy howl that she just is like so sad. She's like, oh, <laughs> somebody come down with me. And then my wife's like, you want me to go? I'm like, no, nah, I got it. And I'm like thinking in my head, like, brownie points <laughs> right and, but i'm like also yeah, no. also tour, tour and just so i i go downstairs and i i immediately take her out to use the bathroom again i go pour my i drink my cup of water that i drink every single day and then and that's part of the problem of the bathroom because it's 24 ounces of water immediately out of the gate and then i just start drinking <laughs> my coffee and she just 
nestles up on my lap. She curls up in a ball and falls asleep, and we just nice. sit there and watch the tour together, which is pretty fantastic. But <laughs> it's been some early mornings, and her first morning with us was the morning that the tour started. So that's going to be my uh, routine of getting her broken of this whole howling thing. Yes. Um, for for three weeks, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all in on getting her trained. To she stop was just running around and launching at Zeke. Like, oh yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looks just oh like an Australian God. Shepherd, Blue Merle, but she's got the little tiny corgi legs, which is hilarious because you just can't stop looking at her. Like, yeah, like you're we just... saw the picture. We're like, yeah. what is that? Yeah, so she's pretty cool. <laughs> but that that's been my morning, and I am that's good. Thing. I'm starting to feel it right now. I'm a little tired, tired boys. <laughs> your, your bottom battery is is betraying. It, it, is showing it. My so. wife has a friend who gets up and walks at like 4:30 in the morning. Every day. I'm sorry. And she's been getting up kind of not right at the end, but she'll wake up at like five something and just call her and see where she's at. So, uh-huh. so I hear that and then I kind of wake up sometimes. But yeah. Early times. I think the so, tour, doesn't it come on at about five, the tour? About 3 that. 3.30. Well, 3 that's 30? when, 3:30 that's when they start all the, the pre-race stuff. Like, yeah. Okay. But the actual race yeah. race itself usually starts around five, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. It's like eight o'clock yeah. East, East Coast time. That's about what it starts. And then... What is the the time difference? I, what is it like eight eight mm. hours difference? Something like that. I, I know that they don't that. start to like one in the afternoon or something like that. That yeah. that would make about that would make some yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, fun. All right. Well, any uh, any parting shots on tour talk? Anything else that you guys want to put out there? Any like statements that you want to make? Nope. We're all gonna be proven wrong and look yeah. like Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Yates is going to come back and Matt's going to be right. That's right. <laughs> oh, Matt. It's going to be a great tour. Matt, go fix your fantasy team, buddy. Always <laughs> is. Matt, yeah. you're sucking. Yeah. Oh. I'm, mine's just so bad. And I'm like, geez, I got twice what Matt Are does. you That's able to crazy. go in there and see the, the moves that each team has made? I don't know. I don't think mm, so. Probably not. Huh. Can I go take some screen grabs of like the, the people that he has on his team right now and see if he makes any changes between now and, and whenever we talk to him again? Yeah. I don't know. Have you made? You said you've made changes to your team. I haven't made. Oh, you haven't touched it. No, Scott. I made one. One change. Gotcha. I grabbed Wout and and switched a couple around because I didn't really have a guy that was going to be near the front every day. Gotcha. But uh, my team, my team's all right. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch how it plays out. We still have to figure out what the uh, the prize is going to be. Ooh. Now we'll figure something out on that. But if anybody is interested in um, joining, it's not too late, and and you're probably not going to win it, but you can still enjoy the the daily yeah, like still how, fun. Exactly, kind of gives you a little bit more invested in it. But you know, depending upon who you pick, and if some crazy things happen, you can find yourself getting into the mix. Mm-hmm. So you could definitely pick up some points. You know, anything can happen. It's it's the tour. It's yes. the tour. So, all right. Um, do, do we want to backpedal today? Uh, there's not much to talk about. I would know what none of us have raced. I rode my bike a little bit, but yeah. I'm I'm in recovery mode. I yeah. did do a wonderful gravel ride on the Fourth of July with mm. uh, Chris Hannell and John Hatfield. How oh, was nice. that? It was fantastic, fantastic as usual. Yeah. Any any issues? Any flats or anything like no, that? No, zero. Good. No issues. Other than you know that route has a seven mile, two thousand foot climb, which has very very steep pitches. Yeah, the last three miles of that are just like, oh my god, when's this going to? Where end? was this? It's on Large Mine. Oh, fifteen hundred. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fun one. I, I was really bummed to miss that because we've done that on fourth of july a few times we did we talked about you and missed you yeah but i had to do something different um was which, that with the poa guys no no it was just oh. it was just the three of us because i yeah. saw i was up in that area i took my parents to the vista house and some other places and and we stopped at women's forum and oh, there we, was kylie washington Hannell. larch washington we were larch. On washington oh, larch yeah. Yeah. yeah i saw kylie hannell and i think it was maddie wick they had just done 
large. Because yeah. I didn't know they were going to repave that. I didn't know they were closing it. Huh. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's closed it for the today. rest of the summer. Yeah. The road up to Larch Mountain, yeah. Washington, Oregon. Oregon side. Yeah. What about you, Scott? Have you done anything cool this past week? Any any good rides or anything notable? I rode with Stefan and Paul yesterday. Did you do their, that ride? Their urban assault. Okay. That was fun. So that was the other ride that I missed out on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, Paul was telling me that he's like, I've got this like urban gravel ride coffee yeah. shop thing. I'm like, that sounds fantastic. But then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know if I a have that much time and b like yeah. the going and stopping and the technical stuff yeah. and the expo- I'm like, uh, I'm I still- mountain bike. Yeah. Which was a better, even Paul said, that's probably a better choice. Was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, uh, Zhang Wan, uh, there was about seven or eight of us. That's awesome. Yeah, this trail, I didn't even know it ex- exist- existed. Yeah, Paul's got a bunch of things up his sleeves, and Paul and Stefan, they know all these little yeah. secret spots, which is kind of neat. So that was my option B. I wanted to do option A. That that I love going up there, and I wanted to ride with those guys. And my option B was to potentially go do that ride that you went on, and I opted for option C, which yeah. was keep it steady, flat, yeah, solo and easy with no temptations and you yeah. gotta get yourself right. So that's a good choice. Jim. Yeah, so. it is. But I'm I'm doing all the little things. I'm doing the Pilates. I'm doing the stretching. I'm doing the mm. foam roll. I finally got in to see the uh, sports massage therapist this morning um, and did my first uh, session with her on that. Oh my god, that hurt. But I'm hoping that's for the better. And I'm hoping that in the next couple of weeks I can get things sorted out. So I, I want to start getting on the bike a little bit more and see if I can like build up some tolerance while I'm going through this. Uh, if it continues to get worse, I'm probably going to have to back off and take even more time off because riding and trying to rehab at the same time sometimes doesn't work. Yeah. So anyway, is it because of your you have a tear? Is that why I have a labral tear? Um, yeah. Or at least. That's what they suspect. I still haven't had the formal MRI, but when I went oh. and saw the, the orthopedic and he did all this testing and took his imagery and he looked at all the things that I've done, he's like, you're presenting with what would be a classic labral tear in your yeah. hip. But it's something that would have happened. Um, it could have happened as much as 10 years ago, and it's never been a problem until the, the whole kinetic chain starts to break down. When you start uh, dealing with muscle exactly. cramps, that lead to muscle strains that cause other muscles to kind of do the same, and then all of a sudden, like your joint starts to get kind of compressed a little bit, and then as we age and things get a little bit tighter and... Yep it can just kind of create issues. And it's one of those things where the doc's like, you know, you need to get things sorted out or this is going to happen more frequently and it's going to be even worse every time it happens. So, Scott, you know a little bit about this kind of stuff. I've, yeah, I, I I thought I had a tear. Yeah. And had an x-ray and they just said it was full of arthritis in the left hip, inflamed. Yep. And then I finally got an MRI and they're like, no tear. That's Spa- good. Joint spacing looks great and everything. And huh. I'm like, okay, that's good. But, w- well, but what, the what hell? is this? What the this heck, hurts. Yeah. So I, I did have a really weak glute mm-hmm. on the left side. I think I've had three knee surgeries on the same knee. Mm-hmm. And I think I rehabbed the knee and never yep. rehabbed the hip. Yep. And uh, through all the racing and riding, it just, knee I was strong in certain areas, but bone. not in the hip area. Yep. And now my hip's all messed up. So. Yeah. But I rode when I rode yesterday, even though it was only twenty miles. Yeah, it started to hurt on the climbs, but it was yeah. fine. I knew your ass was I weak. <laughs> I had a weak ass. I don't know if I can race because I can't put down a ton of power seated. Yeah. Well, I when you're keep, I can't keep up with you guys. When I'm you're just out of shape, firing though, you're you're a toughest hell kind of guy to keep up with. So what's well, emotional? It's a roller coaster because yes, you ride and you feel great, and you ride again and you feel great, and then the next day it hurts. Yeah. 
and uh, I can't get in shape. I can't get fit because I can't consistently ride. Yeah. So it's this, frustrating. This harkens back to that podcast that we did not too long ago, just a few weeks ago. I, old old, old. I should have been on and that one. If there's <laughs> Come any, in with a walker. Yeah. Any, hey, you guys, okay. any takeaway from that? It's like, like as you age, you're, the self-care stuff that you do to your body yeah. to keep yourself fit and tune is immeasurable. And a lot of times you don't learn these things until after the fact. So do the yeah. things that you need to do, do the preventative things, be smart about what you're doing, seek advice, seek coaching, seek uh, yep. medical assistance, do whatever you've got to do, do to keep yourself training. Yeah. Don't just ride because you'll, you'll pay for it after a while. Yeah, and things will start to break down and I, I'm living proof of that right yeah. now. And I'm, I'm trying to change my ways. I'm trying to change things so that I can have some time, some some future to be competitive here. And I still think I got some stuff under the hood. I just yeah. need to get some things sorted out. And it sucks because all the stuff started to break down again after I um, thought I had it all kind of sorted out for the most part. And yeah, another leg cramping issue yeah. in a race, and the next thing you know, it all just falls apart. It's a house yeah. of cards there. And, uh, and I'm going to do things even more differently this time. So anyway. I don't, yeah. I'm 56 now too. You're and 56? I don't, I don't feel. No, you don't look it either. You know, but from no, the you neck up it. doesn't count. It's the <laughs> neck down that really starts to fall apart. Yeah. So I just, I, I started late. So I, I really want to race because I really enjoy it. Yeah. But I, yeah. That's like you tough. don't want to just go out there to just do. to like go through the motions and support no, promoters like and be at their the f- pointy end. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and we can I think do Scott that. Beat me at every single race last year that we raced against each other. Really? I'm, that wasn't that I, long ago. I could block out the pain during the race, but Correct. then I could just, I was just barely walking at the end. Yeah. And then I would have a couple of days off and then I'd ride and I'd feel okay and I'd sign up for another race. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, well, dumb yeah. I? But yeah, I love to race. So it's, it's, it's life. Whatever. Do the self-care stuff, folks. Gotcha. All right, let's <laughs> let's jump into one last thing. Um, do, do you want to do one last thing for Matt Legrand? <laughs> he he did put out a video about the uh, the Zwift um, portals. Oh, the Zwift, you, the portal climbs. Yeah, that they had all these French portal climbs that they did. Mm. Did you look? Did you watch this video? I did not. Okay, have you seen this whole French? All I've seen is that portal? there's like there's a lack of graphics. Lame. Yeah, it's kind of they kind of mailed it in. It seems like, dude. It's Matt likened it to the Mario Kart, the Rainbow World. It's like that, but like way Lame. worse in terms of that. I'm like, that's you. You 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 missed out. I mean, if nothing else, don't do the freaking Rainbow Lands and, and all that other stuff. Just <laughs> make it look like RGT, where it's all just like you know whatever generic. But and then like build it out as you go. I'm hoping that they go that direction because it's it looks pretty. I mean, it's kind of cool to say, yeah, I, I followed the exact gradient of said said climb, and if you're training for going to do that, right, that's fantastic. But sure. it's like, come on, man, it's not the same. <laughs> he did another video too. I don't remember, but I don't know. Matt's Matt's take on it was pretty funny. It, it's I don't know. I, I, he's he's adding a little bit more uh, character. The, the Matt Legrand that we know is coming out a little bit more in some of these yeah. videos, which I makes, like that. Makes he's it, so funny. Yeah, and then sometimes you see his videos, and you're just kind of like. You're waiting for you're it. Waiting you're like, for you're like, I know he's Matt, so, and I hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's starting to have a little bit of his personality come out, and he's finally, and and, and I love it. And I think he's heard it from a, a few other people. Like, you should, you should like incorporate a little bit more of that in there because people would enjoy that. And I've told that to him a yeah. few times as well. And I think he was just carefully trying to do these so that he was trying to appeal to a, a broader yeah. audience, but. Even if he's just being himself and being the normal witty self, it, it, that's going to appeal to that audience. And then his other thing was, well, it's sometimes tough when it's just you and it's the camera and you're trying to get through these things and you just don't know how it's going to like 
bounce off of people. I'm like, dude, just be you. And he's doing that. And I'm not saying it's because I told him, yeah. but I think he's just playing with it. And I think he's getting good response for it. So you know, like uh, good job, like uh, Johnson does the backwards hat. Yes, guy. He backwards hat. Back- exactly. <laughs> he could do that in a heartbeat. That yeah, he's so hilarious. Yeah, it yeah. would be. So <laughs> yeah, he put on another video on his tour to France. Podium Pit predictions. Picks. That's what yeah. it was. I I almost chimed in on that, but I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. But um, we should chime in there and say, uh, go check out Matt's fantasy league. He's doing fantastic. Yes, <laughs> he's picked Aleph Elite for the overall and <laughs> Uno uh, X to win the team battle. Still has Chris Froome on his roster. Yep. <laughs> All right. One last thing, Lance. Go. Um, oh. Shout out to my wife. She actually said, hey, honey, I want to go ride bikes this Ooh, afternoon. Yeah. And so That's we old. took our gravel bikes out to the Washougal Dyke and uh, went for a little ride. How was that? Nice. It was she, fantastic. She happy to be back on the bike? She was. Yeah. yeah. So it was very nice. And then uh, my daughter and Julie get married two weeks from today. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's that's rolling up fast here. Interesting. That God, that that, that came up awfully fast, but yep. that's pretty cool stuff. That's so, pretty cool. cool, Scott, you've listened to this podcast before, and I think you've been on here before. Oh, One, One last time. thing, you get to talk about one. It can be anything, anything it's at all. Just trying to ride. You know, yeah, hanging out with you guys. I miss you guys actually. Yeah. That's another thing when I can't ride. I, I miss you guys. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just having a nice summer and. Going to Maui in a week and a half. Oh, you're not going back to Disneyland? We were going to Santa Cruz, which is my favorite thing. I'd take a mountain bike down there and go to Wilder Ranch and yeah. all this stuff and ride all over. And uh, my wife is so good at uh, making plans. She could be a travel agent. Sure. And she just found our old condo we stayed at before. It was really cheap. And then she found a cheap flight. And yep. then she's like, yeah. Connect so all we the dots, just yeah. sat down one day and... and we're going back to going to Maui snor- instead. Do yeah. some snorkeling. Yeah. Love it. And I'll miss your daughter's wedding, which I was that was neat you invited me. Yeah. Scott, I don't think I know another person, at least from the Pacific Northwest, maybe down in California, who uh, have the annual passes, but I don't know a single person that goes to Disneyland more than you. Every time I turn around, like I'll see a social media post, I'm like, oh, he's back at Disneyland again. <laughs> yep. How many times do you generally go to Disneyland we go a year? Every year for the last 34 years, sometimes twice. We bought an annual pass, and my wife went five times last year, and I went three or four. But it's just fun. <laughs> we just like it. Oh, yeah. And then we have friends that we go with, and we yeah. know a couple of the people that work there, so we say hi to them. And uh, it's just kind of a that's that's awesome. A little more relaxed now. We used to really be crazy to ride all yeah. the rides and now we're just kind of like oh, i've ridden that roller coaster about 500 times now so yeah i can just relax or do something I different yeah. yeah we used to have annual passes when we lived down there and it was kind of fun just to you know get off work and you go over there and you have dinner ride a couple rides walk around watch a show and then yeah you leave and you're there for two right. or three hours and moving on yeah. and we do so. rope drop yep. 8 a.m until they close at 11 wow that's nuts <laughs> ah. Thank goodness the hip doesn't hurt when I walk. Uh, my one last thing. I don't really have any one last things other than I need some sleep. This whole like five stages, five nights of bad sleep, five nights of you know getting up super early with a puppy. That that's starting to wear on me. But I should stop texting you at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> what are you doing? Actually, all I do is send him like fart memes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not much texting. Look at this TikTok. In. I gotta check it. We'll block you. <laughs> <laughs> we do share some or send some pretty funny TikToks and, and reels and whatnot about funny, inappropriate things. But yeah, a bunch of awesome. grown men going on grade school age, so good times. But um, yeah, keep watching the tour, man. 
Yep. Let us know uh, who your picks are. Give us some feedback. Let us know uh, where we're right and, and what might happen, and it'd be kind of fun to talk about that. And then the other, I, well, I guess this could be the, the show's one last thing, is uh, we need to set up a date that we're going to do our live stream. So when Matt, gets, when Matt gets back into town, we'll have him uh, come in and join us. Uh, we'll try and coordinate that around a time where Evan can come in and join us. And uh, maybe if Evan's not available, Scott, would you want to come back and do a live? Sure. Sweet. Those are, those are a blast. So. Yeah. We'll cool. meet at like 6 in the morning yep. here. And, and watch and record while we oh, watch. Oh, nice. Yeah. That would be fun. We're going to yeah. try to do that. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. So keep an ear out for that. We'll definitely keep you posted. And, and there might be some multiple podcasts per week, and they won't be the normal long length, or they could be short. I, maybe they will be long. Who knows? But keep an ear out for those. We'll be posting some of those coming up soon. Yeah. All right. Anything else, boys? That's it. All right. Thanks Wrap it up. for joining us for another podcast. Um, we will be back next week, if not sooner, with another one of these. And until then, bye for now. Bye.